The very few times I've gone to Combo have felt like I'm going to high school again, and that gives me reason enough to cry. The line for the M92 from Lidcombe Station makes me want to cry. Even despite its spacious campus and eerie proximity to a cemetery, crying here feels like screaming into the void. Rating 4 out of 10. Hi, I'm Elijah Abraham. This week on Onicast, places to cry on campus. This episode is based off an article from the O-Week edition of Onisoir. Siobhan. I'm a third year media and communications student. I would say I don't so much have a favourite place to cry as uh, both least favourite places to cry and also just places that I end up crying often. Um, Most recently um, I cried because I was trying to lay up pages of the paper with a migraine and that was that was not a good combination of things. Um, in terms of least favourite places, um, the first place I ever cried on campus was the castle bathrooms, which, um, I mean, was obviously a big mistake, wasn't it? But um, I I mean, I didn't know any better. I It was a place that was quite familiar to me, I guess, because it's a fairly main building on campus. Um, I'd had a lecture there, maybe, or something, and um, had already been to those bathrooms, so I kind of went there in my, like, pre-crying, sort of confused state, and, um, yeah, that's where I ended up, and, I mean, it just wasn't great, because it's a very busy spot, um, it's very smelly, um, it's just not really a very comfortable environment, um, so yeah, I, I wouldn't recommend it, yeah, there's a lot of, sort of, people walking around you, and, um, it doesn't feel very peaceful, I guess, yeah. Law Lawns. Expect unsympathetic, cashed-up law students to throw their taste baguettes at you while Ibises drink your tears. Rating 0 out of 10. My name is Marnie. Um, I've just finished up a Bachelor of Media and Communications and I'm a currently deferred law student. Um, deferred meaning I'll probably never come back to it. Um, my favourite place, I don't really want to cry anywhere on campus because crying, crying isn't a good thing, but the place that I have cried on campus is very public and it was the Law Lawns and it was a big cry. My most monumental cry on campus um, was in the beginning, I'm going to say the beginning of third year, um, so about a year, two years ago now, and I was leaving a lecture on Eastern Avenue and I was walking down kind of like past taste baguettes and I got a phone call and it was a number I didn't have saved in my phone and I had a bad feeling in my stomach and I picked up the phone and I was like hello obviously because that's how I answer the phone um and on the other end was my mum's partner at the time and he was like Kamani and I was like yes and he goes burst into tears and as soon as he did that I knew something was really wrong and he kind of just said your mum's dead (laughs) and because I'm I don't know a bit uh, crass or whatever, I thought the appropriate response was get fucked and screamed it into the phone at him like he told me a lie and he was trying to play me um, and he was like no I'm not like I'm not lying um, and then I hung up on him because why not 
I'm, <laughs> I was dealing with something. So at that point, I thought it was, I don't know, I kind of lost control of my, you know, any sense of what's appropriate to do and dropped to my knees in the middle of Eastern Avenue and literally shrieked. And I won't do it again now, but like, I am not exaggerating when I say that, like, it was as loud as you could possibly scream. And I didn't know what I was doing, and I had just, like, apparently had a brain snap. And I then proceeded, after dropping to my knees and screaming, um, in a sea of people, because it would have been about four or five, so it was, like, as people were leaving campus, who kind of just, like, caused, like, left a space and, like, stepped over me, I decided the next appropriate thing to do um, would be to crawl on my hands and knees from the centre of Eastern Avenue across the Law Lawns, eventually <laughs> crying the whole way, eventually landing at the stairs that then go down to Fisher Library. Um, and that is where I stopped, thankfully. So I was kind of out of the way then. So <laughs> my my uh, my breakdown was less public. Um, and then I proceeded to sit there and just bawl and bawl and cry and cry and scream a little. And I didn't even know. It was a very weird time. Um, and like during that time, I made a bunch of phone calls to different people. Um, I remember calling my boyfriend and he was like, very, like had no idea what to do. Um, and he was like, okay, get on a train and come back here. I was like, I can't get on a train. My mom's dead. Um, anyway, <laughs> so I stayed there and he was like, okay, I'll come pick you up. But my boyfriend lives an hour and a half away by car. My f- closest friend at the time, because I didn't have friends at university, never cried over that, but maybe I should have. Um, but my closest friend was at Macquarie University, so she got on the train, but that was still like an hour and a half. Um, so I really had nothing to do other than sit there and continue to cry and kind of feel numb. But where the story takes a kind of nice turn and goes away from... Um, me in the middle of Eastern Avenue and people stepping over me and just thinking I'm literally crazy or just had a really bad shoot or something. Um, I was just sitting there crying, crying, crying and this one girl came over and she sat next to me and she didn't say anything and she just put her arms around my shoulders and kind of like, you know, held me for about, I'm going to say like 20 minutes before we actually spoke and um, yeah, she just literally sat there, didn't ask anything of me, just like I sat there sobbing because I couldn't physically articulate anything. Um, And then after about 20 minutes, she, I think, said something like, oh, you know, do you want to talk about it? And I was like, I don't think I can talk about it. I don't know. I don't think I can say it out loud. And she was like, you can. Like, you know, do you want want to? And I was like, my mum's died. And um, I don't know. We didn't talk too much, but, like, she would offer a reassuring comment now and then and continued holding me and stayed there for about an hour until um, my friend arrived from Macquarie University. And to this day, I never got her name. Um... And I really wish I did because, I don't know, it was a pretty it was a pretty big ask to sit with a stranger for an hour um, without giving any information about yourself, without, you know, wanting anything in return. Um, and it really stood out to me particularly because, you know, so many people had kind of just, like, turned a side eye. And, like, I'm not saying that everyone that ignored me was horrible, but, um, I don't know, I just always thought it took a really nice heart for someone to just sit down and be able to be so comforting without saying anything at all so hopefully because I've never been able to get onto obviously and I always thought that maybe I should send like a used love letter or something calling out for her but then that kind of like crashed and burned so hopefully maybe she'll hear this podcast and if it is you you know get in touch red fern run If you live far away from campus, this is an ideal place for crying. Existential dread at 4pm and a train to catch at 4.15? Cry along the Redfern run. I've generally had no trouble crying along this route, but if crying makes you a slow walker, 
you may attract the ire of fellow students. Rating 6 out of 10. Hi, my name is Dominic. I'm a third year chemical engineering student and an art student as well. And my favourite place to cry on campus is probably the toilets and PNR. Well, pragmatically, it's like the most central location to all of my classes. And also the toilets are actually quite comfortable. They think they're very clean. The PNR toilets, are, despite the fact that the rest of the building is quite not very well kept, the toilets, surprisingly, are. I think I was feeling relatively overwhelmed one day. The reason, I can't really remember. And I was walking out on the lawns outside of PNR and I just decided to lie down in the seats and I put my hat on, put my sunglasses on and just had a bit of a cry. And I think there was something almost cathartic about knowing that people were just walking by and I was just kind of there. No one knew that I was crying, but you know, it happened. And um, yeah, <laughs> honestly, I don't know, both of those examples that I gave were quite like hidden examples in a toilet and with glasses on. But I think the number one thing is just to understand that there is no shame in crying in public. Pitchfork TV has a segment on their YouTube channel, it's called Over Under, on the Carly Rae Jepsen episode where they bring in Carly Rae Jepsen. They ask her about crying in public, to which she has this really amazing answer where she totally thinks that crying in public is incredibly underrated and has like such value in society, especially when people like aren't that comfortable with expressing their emotions. It's the ultimate expressing of emotion. Everyone has, feels the need to cry, and everyone benefits from crying in some way or another, so I definitely think that... um not being embarrassed by it, I think. It's the number one thing to go to. Fisher Library. I've had some great sobs in the isolated book aisles of the higher levels. The media rooms are soundproof, but require booking your sub session in advance. The silent study zones, however, are a godless place where crying elicits an immediate usage rant about you. Rating 5 out of 10. My name is Lamia, I'm studying Arts Law, and my favourite place to cry on campus are the sound booths on Fisher Library Level 4. If you've ever been in one, they're quite ambient, they have good lighting, very soundproof, very isolated, but not completely isolated. My most memorable experience was semester 2, 2016. At that time, I was applying for a lot of short-term exchanges and internships, and every application asked me for an academic reference. So one day in my law tutorial, I decided that I would ask my tutor afterwards to be my reference. I wasn't a good student. <laughs> that was something I knew, but I thought at the very least I would be an endearing one. So I had convinced myself that I would ask my tutor, who I had barely seen that semester because of my gross unattendance, to be my reference and nothing would go wrong. Everything did. <laughs> I remember when I asked her, she was shocked. In retrospect, probably rightfully so. She started talking about how I hadn't attended most of our tutorials, which was fair. But then she started asking me if I thought I would actually pass this course. So, like every student faced with the reality of their bad decisions, I started crying. My face was red. I could barely speak. I was hiccuping. And what was worse is that it wasn't just us two. There were still students lingering in the tutorial room, packing up this stuff, looking over and wondering what the hell was happening. And I remember my tutor 
like she reached a point where she looked like she was sorry for me and she reached out her hand and she was giving me a pity pat and she says hey Lamy it's okay and I'm thinking it's not okay but then she goes it's okay I know you're from Western Sydney so at this point like the shock of that statement that completely irrelevant statement was probably enough to make me stop crying and I probably should have and I should have told her no, that's not why I'm crying. I'm crying because you said I'd fail. But, you know, one thing we learn in law school is that whatever case you have, you can make it to your advantage. So, I decided to change this to my advantage. And I started crying harder. So at this point, I was pretending to cry, going off real residual tears and saying, I know it's so, so hard being from Western Sydney and going to law school. I'm just, I'm just struggling. By the end of our conversation, she had agreed to be my academic reference. The Quadrangle. Once a haven for crying on campus, the loss of the jacaranda has significantly reduced the quality of crying here. Rating 7 out of 10. Hi, I'm Katie McMenamin. I'm one of the welfare officers of the SRC. I'm currently studying arts, archaeology and Latin. My first piece of advice would be not to be shy about crying on campus. It's really important to be able to um, express your emotions. In particular, the collectives provide a really supportive uh, environment for students who sort of are maybe struggling at university. The Women's Collective in particular has an autonomous room in the Manning Building, as, does the, as do the ethnocultural group. Uh, there's also a queer room near the Courtyard Cafe in the Home Building. These are basically fantastic supportive spaces for students to go if they're struggling and especially especially if they need to cry. Um, as well as this, the university offers CAPS, which is Counselling and Psychological Services. So you're able to access individual counselling as well as online services. They'll often also recommend or refer students to uh, psychiatric practices if necessary. Also, unfortunately, due to the faculty amalgamations recently, the student services system is very difficult to navigate. So if you need to cry because you're struggling to gain special considerations or you're having other degree-related issues, you can definitely contact the SRC caseworkers through their website and have a good cry with them. Thanks to all our guests. Our managing producer is Aidan Mullins. Our executive producer is Andrew Ricker. We'll be back with a new episode next Wednesday. If you like this episode, please leave us a review in iTunes. It really helps.